Mavericks International is brought to you by Strike. Check out their fleet tracking system. It'll save you hundreds per month. And also, this week, a special sponsorship. Brought to you by the Sydney Irish Rugby Football Club and their charity walk this Friday, the 5th of July. Proceeds will go to players seriously injured playing our sport of rugby union. Go to mycalls.com.au or click on the link at ruggermatrix.com. Hello and welcome to Rugger Matrix International. We're coming to you from Etihad Stadium with Mark Cashman. Mark, we've just seen the end of the second test between Australia and the British and Irish Lions. And it finished 16-15. What a thriller. What an absolute epic bronc. And listen, it's great to actually be on the field where the game was played. What a, what, what a, what a great night of rugby. 57,661 people. A great spectacle. Not much of a game in terms of try-wise and all that sort of stuff. But uh, listen, what an occasion. Yeah, great occasion. Uh, try-wise, yes, very, very quiet on that front. But what a try it was. And I've hit a rich vein of form with the uh, match program, Cash Cow, because last week I did uh, Israel Folau. He carved up with two tries. And tonight, as the steam comes out of my mouth, it was Adam Ashley Cooper. So two out of two, mate. You're an absolute freak, Bronk, and uh, listen, if you're, if you're into self-promotion, listen, you can do that. <laughs> and uh, listen, for the punters out there, Ben Alexander is our man we're going to talk to over the next uh, couple of days. So, uh, listen, uh, get your money on Benny Alexander for that first try next week, eh? Yeah, can't wait for the chip over the top. All right, so wonderful match tonight. Firstly, let's uh, quickly uh, sum up our thoughts of it. I thought, again, uh, James O'Connor struggled at 10, and despite that, he did come up with a killer play towards the end. But I think, uh, overall, Australia lack an attack there. The Lions, I thought, had a better team, but it probably dominated the, the game in my thoughts. So Australia probably reversing the tables on uh, on the Lions this time around from the first test when they probably should have won that one. Yeah, Bronk, it was uh, it was a game of territory. It was a game of stop start. Really, it was uh, was a game where I thought uh, there was too much involvement from the uh, from the referee Craig uh, Craig Gibbert. But listen, mm. these games are about manufacturing a victory, and that's exactly what the Wallabies have done tonight. The series is alive. It's great. It's absolutely fantastic to see it. It's uh, an omen, just like uh, 2001. The series was, uh, I guess, tied here in Melbourne when Joe Roth scored those two wonderful tries. So we head to Sydney now for a decider. But uh, let's go to the mixed zone. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have any Lions interviews uh, for you because they uh, happened to take off before we got to them. But first up, we hear from Michael Hooper, who spoke with Mark Cashman. Obviously a highlight of your test career so far, Michael. Yeah, mate, I mean, it's excellent, you know, uh, that was probably the biggest game I've played in and, you know, hopefully if I can get in the team next week, that will uh, top it. Uh, the breakdown was uh, was fairly sort of messy, a lot of penalties in and around there. Uh, were you surprised the game didn't flow more than it did? Yeah, I was. They, they were good there at the breakdown uh, tonight. You know, they got awarded a few penalties and uh, put a lot of pressure on our ball. So, you know, we're going to have to be better there next week. Um, and, you know, it was stop and start and, you know, we had to adapt to that. Field position's obviously going to be essential. It was tonight. Uh, once you got down there, you were able to uh, work a bit of magic. Yeah, I think our kickers were superb tonight. Um, you know, Kirtley got finding touch and uh, Christian uh, getting the winning goals there and hitting 100%, I think. So, mate, you can't ask for much more than that. What's the feeling like uh, in the rooms after that? Oh, mate, you want to play these games. You know, it's it's be nice to wrap it up 2-0, but, you know, it's pretty exciting to go to a decider and, uh, mate, I can't wait. Uh, your mate, uh, your open side mate Liam Gill uh, came in, had a couple of critical plays as well, but uh, you know it's a team game I suppose. 
It is, mate. I mean, that line-out steal was uh, was very special there at the end. Um, mate, you know, you need your bench cap players to come on and, and, and help and put, put a good impact in, and he did that, so it was great. Tell us something about Adam Ashley Cooper. Uh, he's obviously a, a very important part of this side. Uh, you know, a bit of a joke around, around the rooms and all, all that sort of stuff, but 100% uh, professional. Yeah, he is, mate. Once, you know, you get on the training field or, or game time, he's, he is 100% professional, as you said, and... Uh, Mate, he's, uh, he's able to let his hair down and um, you know have a good time off the field and around the around the team um, environment. So, mate, he's a massive part of this team. Yeah, interesting thoughts from Hoops there. But uh, listen, another wholehearted effort from uh, from Michael Hooper. He's growing in stature as a, as, as a number seven. And uh, listen, he's uh, he's tag team there with uh, Liam Gill, and they're obviously learning a lot from having George Smith in the camp this week. So uh, you know what a great effort. And uh, listen, he did some real good stuff there. Carried the ball, a lot of good tackles, and also a lot of uh, jackling going on there by uh, M Hooper. All right, so I think the guy who had another powerhouse game was the Australian vice-captain. Well, he should be the vice-captain if he isn't. I don't know if he's listed in the program, but uh, Will Gania was absolutely terrific again, and uh, he made sure that the game was over by booting it into touch when Lee Halfpenny missed the final shot at penalty goal right at the end, and Mark Cashman also spoke to Will Gania. Will, the, uh, the skipper did very well tonight, uh, James Hall. Yeah, he was incredible. You know, he's... Uh He's someone who leads right from the front. He's an, he's an inspirational leader, and uh, you know he's, he's a wonderful player to have in your team. Robbie spoke about the uh, the back line coming together slowly as as, as it is. Uh, did you see that as another step forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to take time, guys. In new positions, new combinations, uh, and the second outing together. So it is going to take time. It's just about you know having the faith in each other and having putting the faith from the coaches coaches' point of view in the team, and you know we'll make it work. What, uh, what did you think of the way the game was played? A very stop-start, it was a, a tense affair. It was an exciting test match, though. Yeah, I mean, not many, obviously only the one try scored, but it, nonetheless, I think it was really exciting for the fans and really exciting for us on the field, you know. A little bit stop-start and set-piece orientated, but, uh, you, know, pen, you know, big long-range kicks being taken, points being scored, and uh, tense finish at the end, and, yeah, really happy with the result. What's your feeling about next week? Uh, obviously, 85-odd thousand there at uh, NZ Stadium. What an occasion. Yeah, the atmosphere is only going to get better, and it's only going to be you know more intense. It's it's going to be the decider, and you know what a way to finish in Sydney, 85,000 people. What, what what a way to do it. And uh, just going back to a half penny shot at the end there. What uh, what was going through the head then? Uh, well, I can't really describe it. You know, I was just disappointed we gave away the penalty and gave them them an option to step up and win the game. But oh, it was it was a tough kick. You know, it was uh, on the on the halfway line, 15 metres in from the sideline. It was always going to be. A, incredible effort to get it over and you know, I said before you know thank God that uh, the result went our way. Thanks Will, good luck next week. Thanks guys, thank you. Cheers. Yeah Bronk, listen another superb performance from Genia, listen he is the uh, the little general for this uh, this Wallaby side, he, uh, he plays 80 minutes and they need him on there for every one of those 80 minutes, uh, you know he, he uh, sets the tempo of the game. Uh, you know, organises everybody. Obviously, a lot's got to fall into place uh, for for him to play well, and that's what happened at different times today. When it was on, it was on, and he got that ball. He got that call from uh, from James O'Connor, and uh, nicely uh, angled run from Adam Ashley Cooper to score that try. Geez, I wish I had him as first try scorer, Brock. <laughs> I don't know if he's paying that much, but yeah, that, that's the one thing I thought was brilliant by James O'Connor, and he has that class. It's just the difficulty of him running the game at ten. I think he's going through those uh, issues at the moment because he's so green in that area. Well, the man of the moment, he missed the, almost the entire game last week when he was knocked senseless. But Christian Leolitofano kicked 
the Australian goals tonight, but he kicked the one that counted at the end, which was the conversion to Adam Ashley Cooper's try. He also spoke to the waiting press after the game. Thoughts going through your head, Christian, uh, for that last kick of goal? Um, yeah, mate, normal. I just felt um, the same process you do when you're, when you're kicking. Oh, I said it during the week, I just I feel like I'm uh, just kicking in the backyard of my nephews. Um, obviously different tonight with 50,000 people screaming <laughs> screaming at you, but um, yeah, trying to trying to hear myself think was the hardest thing and then trying to go through my process, so I'm very, very happy that it went over. Big change last week, mate. Was, it, was that hard for you to, to sort of regroup yourself after last week and get and play tonight? Um, not really. I think the biggest thing was trying to get cleared from all the head tests that, that they do and I'm glad the doctors did everything they could to try and prevent anything else happening. Um, I'm glad that they ha do have those processes and protocols in place. But um, a very tough week and um, to come back out and after the minute mark when I sort of gave myself a little fist pump so I was pretty happy. <laughs> I made it past the minute and um, yeah, I'm just very happy the, with the result. How much of a step up was it? Oh, massive mate. I was saying earlier that this is the toughest game I've played in and um, yeah, I guess that's what Test Match footy's like. Where do you feel the momentum is now? Um, I don't think so. I think it's even. Um, it is one all. Um, we'll, we'll just take plenty of confidence out of taking Christian, a bit of quality time with uh, the family this week in Melbourne. Yeah, um, it was good to get home. And, and again, I've, I've said all along they've, they've stuck by me through all my tough times. And um, yeah, credit to them. I just can't thank them enough for all they've done for me throughout my career and, and my injuries. Interesting interview that one, Bronk had to uh, had to elbow aside a bloke from Channel Seven. I think he's Matt Carmichael. So. He's not hard, mate. He's just uh, you know a bit of a lemon. I think he played for Souths. Oh, is that right? Yeah. He's probably played in the backs too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all backs at Souths in Brisbane. But uh, yeah, Christian Leoliofano. Uh, he spends quite a deal of time with his family after the Test matches. He did it last week, and I watched him tonight do it. So it's really important important to him, his family, and uh, he was a hero tonight. Just a couple of Tests in his career. Listen, he's, uh, he is a nice foil for James O'Connor. He's, uh, I think he's probably a bit more organised, a bit more uh, heady about uh, where the play is going. And, uh, and for his second test in, or really, it was only his first test when you, when you sort of think about it. I know he got the cap last week for the 45 seconds that he was uh, on the field before getting uh, knocked out in that first test up in Brisbane. But uh, a great effort from him. He made, uh, he, he made a lot of good ground uh, through, through the middle of the ruck and also kicked the goals. And that's very important in a series like this. Certainly, so let's quickly wrap up our thoughts on the Lions. Uh, Lee Halfpenny was fantastic at the back again. And just look at these pictures I took from one of the um, ends of uh, this stadium of George North uh, picking up Israel Folau, who's tackling him and throwing him off like a bull and, and then injured himself after it. But you have to be some sort of beast to do that to Israel Folau. Two of the greatest wingers the game of rugby has ever seen Head to head, what a, what a fantastic picture, Bronk. And uh, listen, that's uh, that's going to be worth a bit of money for you, mate. Oh, okay, I've seen the swimming pool out of it. Okay. I'm still waiting for the invoice to go through from the first test. All <laughs> right, so uh, but uh, Ben Youngs, what did you think? Uh, he was replaced later in the game. What, what, the changes made there around the scrum base. What were your thoughts on that? It's interesting what Warren Gatlin is doing. He's, he's not sitting on his hands. He's, uh, he's looking to improve this side. Obviously, he's got to deal with a lot of things, including the, uh, you know, these guys getting a bit tired at the end of a very, very long season. He's, he's got to change up, and that's what he did for this test. It didn't work. I, I thought the Youngs experiment came off in certain circumstances, but uh, listen, he's got options, hasn't he? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought both teams were very good under the high ball. A very hard surface here at Etihad Stadium, like just absolutely rock hard. So we should have had more uh, running rugby. But as you mentioned, I think the referee probably got involved a bit longer and more often than he should have tonight. Mark Cashman, thanks for joining me again tonight at Etihad Stadium. See you next week in, in Sydney, Bronx. Looking forward to it. Game three, we're down to the wire. It's a promoter's dream. Can't wait for that. And we'll be there with our coverage during the week in Sydney. And I think the James Horwell thing will blow up, cited again after being uh, let off the first time around under the uh, due to the demands by the IRB. Just quickly on that, um, I think it's a high farce that this can be overturned. Yes, he was lucky to get away with it, but he did get away with it. It should be just left alone. I think it's called double jeopardy, Bronk, isn't it? Can you, yeah, that's can, right. Can you be convicted twice over the same matter? I don't think so. So we'll see where that lands. It may even end up in uh, in court. But also on the Lions front, Sam Orbiton, hamstring twinge, may well be in some doubt for the uh, for the game in in Sydney. Uh, they have got plenty of back rowers, though. They certainly do. Sean O'Brien, Tom Croft, you know, you name them. They're just uh, they're all littered throughout that uh, that squad. All quality players too. I don't know if Casho got the double jeopardy, jeopardy quite right because you actually have to be found guilty first. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Casho with a screenplay coming your way. All right, everyone, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we will uh, be back in the next couple of days as we head into the Sydney Test and looking to forward to catching up with a good mate of mine, Justin Harrison. Of course, he was a hero of the third test in 2001 when he contested the line out to deny the Lions a chance to steal the game from Australia. That'll be a great chat. Look forward to that. We'll see you on the road next week. Hey.